Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. I am here with the Coach John Brent. Man, I'm here with the vet, Mr. N. Griffin. So, man, it's a beautiful day today. It uh, is. It's, uh, you know, my wife went to the gas pump today, Coach, and uh, I buy the expensive gas, and she informed me it's four fifty-eight a gallon. Four fifty-eight. I know. It, I mean, I paid the highest I paid yesterday that I can remember. I mean, it's been, you know, I'm sure I've paid yeah. higher at some point in time. I think it was three sixty nine, and that was with a $0.10 cent discount, and that's yeah. regular unleaded. Yeah, and she said that the middle one's four oh eight, and I, yeah. so I don't know what the cheap stuff is because well, I don't buy that stuff. But. And I will have to say this. As we're getting into this, we're going to start talking about the inflation part. You yeah. talk about the gas, but a lot of people know, including yourselves, that I do meal preps for people, and the first time since I started over a year ago, I had to raise prices on my individual meals yeah. because what I was charging a year ago – Per meal, I had to bring it up a dollar just to match yeah. that. Not, not any more profit, just to match where it's come up. So you're like the dollar general store. They had to move to dollar five, and they're probably about to move it to dollar seventy-five. Yeah, once once they <laughs> once they can come over that, they call it a dollar store, but it's not. It's unlimited now. You know? So we know this right now, and this is not this. People can say what they want, but this is the worst inflation we've had since the since the Jimmy 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 Carter years. Yeah. So it's not been fun with inflation being up. Um, Heard two different uh, things about it. Since a, Biden took office, 9.7% mm -hmm. increase, but just exactly one year, it's about 7%. And the last, most of the time when, we, when I, you know, I do teach economics, we study economics, that when there's inflation, it's inflation going up, deflation coming down. Yeah. Usually you're looking at 0 0.1, 0 0.2, maybe a 0.3 in a month, and that's a problem. Uh, we had 2% in one month just recently. It's out of control. Um, it's it's not as bad as Venezuela type in, in, inflation, but it's Venezuelan like sometimes with these quick numbers when they start like this. You go, where does it end? Well, I told my wife this. I said, you know, we just sold a house that we had in Tennessee, and uh, I said we kind of sold it at the best time in the world. We we got a good deal on it. I said, but in six months you're going to hear something go, yeah. and that sucker's going to pop. Yeah, you know, and um, so I, I don't know about it here in six months. And uh, with the, the inflation, the way it's going, I think there's some contributing factors. The first contributing factor is, is we had the COVID. That was a major factor. Sure. You put the whole force out of work. Okay. People are still buying supplies. Then you had the reluctance of people coming to work. And if that ain't enough, the government says, hey, you know what? Let's even make them more reluctant. Let's tell them they can't come to work unless they do this, this, and this. Right. Because we wouldn't want to put no economic hat on whatsoever on that. And that was like, that was probably bad timing to do that. You know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have a workforce. It, it, one thing good about an economy is it doesn't like any craziness. If there's a war overseas, immediately things are going to, stock market's going to drop, oil's going to go up, things going because it likes stability. So when you have a president or a leader that does not practice let's keep everybody calm yep. type mentality and every week your messaging changes based on you know this doctor this cdc or the wh or whatever it might be it's going to cause instability already in the market but when you have such information coming out vet where people don't know from one week to the next or if they're working if they got to be vaccinated to work do they have to wear a mask to work if they get uh, in contact with someone, how long are they off? If they don't have it, but te you know, there's so many with factors. It was just it's so unstable that it just messed up a whole supply chain for a year and a half yeah. that just really crushed uh, crushed our market. And federal mandates regarding federal jobs that 
they have to be mandated. Any business over originally over 100 had to be, you know, vaccinated. Da 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 da. Did that put a hamper on 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 it? Where now looking back is, you know, one day we wore a mask out walking between the White House and somewhere else, and the next day is like, ah, oh, I just feel like taking it off because uh, I made that decision based off it was time for me to do it. It's, you it's like you said, the, the the cause of inflation. There's no, there's numerous reasons for yeah. it. Number one, the pandemic was not good. The supply chain issue was terrible. Having to depend on oil from other peoples when there's instability in the world is a big problem. That's going to cause even more pricing and inflation problems because if we don't have to depend on anybody overseas for the majority of our oil, then when you know Russia goes into Ukraine or when you know, Saddam Hussein goes into Kuwait, it doesn't make that much of a difference. But here, when we decide that we're going to cut pipelines, we're going to cut, you know, places that we can do, you know, that we can produce our own oil, but we're going to buy it from these places. When crap goes down, who gets the, who gets the problem with it? It's the American people. Think about that, coaches. You know, before that meant that, that uh, uh, executive order was signed on the very first week that I'm going to kill the, the, the pipeline, and exploring in federal lands, we were at dollar seventy nine or something like that, you know. Yeah. And now we're at four. I'm about to pump four sixty in, in my gas tank next time, yeah. at the minimum. And yeah, the war with Russia and Ukraine is having some effect to that. But be, be quite frank, that was there before then. Uh, that that's just crumbs, as as Nancy Pelosi <laughs> would say. On top yeah. of that, and what's bad is on that. Even Nancy goes cut their all, you know. She hadn't gone as far as saying pump away, but she said stop buying air oil. And uh, well, that, that just, uh, the, the oil thing was a major thing because it's a strategic thing, but it's an economic driver also. I mean, think about everybody's electric bill. I've heard everybody tell me their electric bill has gone through the roof. Yeah. You know, and I uh, wonder and, why. Well, and it's like the politicians really don't care at this point in time. What they still care about is a message of the green or the message yeah. of the environment, their message of ABC. But when inflation goes up, what that really means to a lot of people don't know is when it goes up 9.7% and wages don't go up anywhere close to that, people are already suffering. Yeah. Just three or four weeks ago, we did a, a report at, at the school that gas prices were up 49.6% than one year ago. Since that time, it's gone up even more. Mm -hmm. So wages are still around the same. Yep. Inflation's gone up. Prices of goods and services have gone up. Now, Oil and gas going up, which means what we heat our homes with and what we put in our car. Where where is this middle class help and that, that that they talk and the poor people's help that we heard from this new administration? Where is it at? It's actually gotten worse. Yeah, because everything that's come out to, proposal wise has involved tapping more money from the from the common man at the end of the day. So my question is, regarding this inflation, right now we're at the highest it's been since Jimmy Carter days. The problem is, like you said, Coach is the wages are not growing with it. So what happens if it tiptoes past the Jimmy Carter days? Where are we looking at ourselves then? Because really before then, we really didn't have any major bad inflation except 1929. Yeah. And now it's 2022, 100 years later, we're reliving life all over again. You know, and, uh, and I think if we had some economic crisis like that, the one thing I do think about today's time compared to the past, I think it can be solved a lot faster 
and not drudge on. The deal with the depression from 1929, and people don't realize all this, is it went all the way and lingered into the FDR years. You know, it, it, it didn't go away two years later. It was yeah. 10 years later, it was still lingering effects into the FDR years. Yeah. Where I do believe that for most part, the lingering effects won't be there. I don't know. I could be completely wrong, but that's just my thoughts on it. So. Well, some of, the, some of the things that, that people talk about is it's just a government problem, or excuse me, it's, it's just a business problem. Mm-hmm. You're not paying enough money, so let's raise the, the minimum wage. Or it's, businesses are just greedy, and they need to pay people more wages. But what, we don't, what people don't understand, when inflation goes up 9.7%, that means goods and services have gone up. What it costs a business to make things, now it's higher for them also, so who's going to pay the difference? It's going to always be the consumer. So if a two by four, I don't know what it was before, if it was 10 bucks and now it's 18 bucks, that $8 difference, why do we expect it to go, a business just to take an $8 hit? It actually is going to go to the consumer. That's just economics 101 when you're in a business. If the price of a beef patty or a price of cheese go up, McDonald's is not going to take that hit because there's already a margin they have. Who's going to take that hit is going to be the consumer. And And, then, Coach, I will say on that is, is they can go up on that podium in the White House press corps all day long, or the president can, or Jen Psaki, and chastise businesses for trying to survive <laughs> and say, don't price gouge, but what are they supposed to do when they, they are in the business to make money? Well, price gouging has always been, to me, that been one of those political words, because yeah. every single person, how we find out where what something costs, yeah. supply and demand in the middle, that's called an equilibrium point. That's where yeah. it m- matches. What somebody will pay and what somebody will let go of their merchandise for is what we pay. That's yeah. what we do in America. It's a free open market. Yeah. So if there is a supply chain issue with cases of water, and it was $4.99 last week, but now they can't get them because they're not coming in as fast, so the, the, the supply is down but the demand is up, do you not expect businesses to adjust their price? Right. Now, I understand if they're going to add it to $15 because they don't have really – an issue they're just doing it because there is a a pandemic or a Katrina issue that's one thing but we use these words like voter suppression and we use these words like price gouging when in actuality it's just it's a normal thing just leave things alone and do exactly what you're talking voter suppression because you need an ID is a joke it's it's to stir your populace up thank you it's all it is is stirred up and act like you're being the good guy because you stood behind the podium and goes I'm calling that out it really don't exist but because you're dumb enough to listen to me, right. I'm going to tell you it exists. And I have seen people on progressive radio, and, and I don't even call it progressive radio. I call it liberal radio, mm-hmm. say, well, until this pandemic passes and inflation goes down, these businesses and people should understand that they should pay their employees more to help the country, and they should take less profits to help the country. That's just not the way it works. So w- one thing I want to talk about, and I'm bleeding over a little bit, Coach, but let's talk this old thing a, a second. So we're, we, we haven't completely stopped buying Russian oil yet. You no. know, we've griped about that. They're in a war. They're in a war. We're feeding the enemy pretty much, you know, buying their product. We have this oil here. So we're making a deal with Iran, who is definitely not our friend, but because the administration the vice president was in, he made the deal with it. So he's got to bring it back. Yeah. What I see here is at the end of the day, Let's take the green equation and toss it right in the middle of that. If I buy oil from any one of those, I'm doing just as what I was going to do anyhow. So why not buy it from America? 
Why not buy it from American pipelines and Canadian pipelines and let us have energy independence so we can influence? I'm going to tell you the reason why, Coach. Because right now they believe that they can sell you, that they can still buy it foreign, and they're hoping that it postures the green energy movement in exactly. America is what they're hoping. They're banking on that they can dry us up in America to get all these manufacturers to turn over is what they're banking on. It doesn't even surprise me. And now that you say it, it makes, it makes sense. But one of the things that gets me about the environmentalists and the green people, as you want to call them, over the last few months is they haven't complained once about us buying oil from Russia, Not buying oil from our, or anybody. So they're producing it on this earth. Yeah. And pollution goes up into the same atmosphere we live in. It doesn't just go up here on this side of the world, and you know, for some reason, it, it's in our in all of it. But then they don't want us to drill it and produce it here because of the environment. And now, Coach, I'm going to say this: Do you think if you was to take all from Saudi Arabia, all from Iran, all from freaking Russia, or all from America and Canada, which one do you think is doing it more environmentally friendly? Hello, in North way. America. Now, if you told me they were drilling oil in, in Germany, I'd say, okay, yeah, yeah, we might have to take a step back. They probably are doing it more cleaner. But in Russia, you got to be freaking on cloud yeah, hear, nine, man. We hear people all the time talking about the, the, the environment and the things that we need to do more with plastic, things we need to do with less oil and all these things. And you go to the other major countries around the world. I, I won't use Germany, but look at China and look at Russia and look yeah. at some of these places in the East. They do nothing. Yeah. Or, or they do just enough just so it looks like they're doing something. And we have these hyper-sensitive people here that we're doing all these crazy things trying to help, but it's still not enough here. Coach, in Liberia. If you piss in a pool, it's the same thing. If we have a pool and you piss in it in one yeah. corner, it's going to spread. If you keep your corner clean yeah. and somebody pisses over there, their piss is coming to your corner. If you go to Liberia, third world country, when I went there, we flew over the coast almost every other day, and they have a beautiful potentially coastline where they could – have freaking timeshare places and all this other stuff. The problem is, is all the sewage runs out in the freaking ocean. All the trash runs out in the ocean. In a way that I can tell you right now, even with the homeless in California, if you was to take the state of California, who has vastly more people than they do in Liberia, they would not be polluting near as much as the people in Liberia. Now, it's a third world country, and part of it is they don't have the infrastructure to do it, but you're, you're, you're picking on the wrong people for the solution yeah. at the end of the day. You're try- the outcome you want, you're going in the wrong direction. Well, I truly believe that not only is it mostly political what we're dealing with right now. As one of my cousins said on Facebook day when I said something was possibly political, he said in the last 75 years, if it has to do something with the government, it's political. Yeah. Everything has to do with politics now. So uh, it depends. Like you said, just very simple to this. If we had a president before who was conservative that was pro-drilling and producing here, and we produce more here, our prices were down, put more people to work, then immediately we have another one that their ideology is more green, more environmental, less sign that that stops, less people working in that industry. When there's an issue in the world that when stability goes away, what do we have? We're going to have higher prices that we don't have to have. This is a thing, we don't have to have these prices. We can open up the full potential of the American production of oil. I agree. And you know what? Our prices would come down 10 cents a week until yeah. we got to where we wanted to, and we could put our both fingers in the air and wave them like we just don't care to the world yeah. and say, we got this, we don't need you anymore. Yeah, and we would employ a heck of a lot of people in America, and America would sit there. But the and poor environmentalists, they're going to yeah. hug them trees. Yeah. 
as they pay $5 a, a gallon to get out to the trees. Of one of the more environmentally friendly countries. We are. Yeah. I would say we're a top four or five in the world. Yeah, I would, I would say that we're, out of all the countries, that we're at least in the top ten for sure. That's good. You know? Oh, it's just like a Dak Prescott. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> top five, top ten. Top I say 15. top ten. But uh, top be, because there's some countries like the Netherlands and all yes. that, you know. But at the end of the day, go after China. Go out if you want to see some real waste, go after India. Go after Bangladesh. Go after Thailand. Go after some of the, the coastal countries there's, in Africa. But there's you know? a reason that we don't push China the way we do because yeah. there's so much import export that's money in, in here. Yeah. And you and you have to understand that if you have anything to do with you understand GDP, if you understand understand anything that does with the global market. But right now we're trying to shut off Russia to the world. Yeah. We're shutting off their oligarchs to their own money. But we're not shutting off the American people to their oil. Yeah, that's because that's their insane. oil right now we're having at least ten million was it ten million? Uh I gotta pull that up. Or ten, no, excuse me, that's wrong. Ten percent of our oil, we're still buying from Russia. Yeah. As of, uh, I believe it was March first. Yep. Yep. So, hey, so I think this was a quick one. It's on inflation. Be Fed, mad. Be mad. Be mad. Go, go, grow your garden. Save your pennies. You know, and all that stuff. So. Also, subscribe to our page. Tell your friends. Yes. Tell everybody. Comment below, but subscribe. Go to Spotify. Go to YouTube. YouTube. Go to the Medium platform, which is our, oh, our www.thecoachinthebed.com. Yep. So go right and there. Apple. Yeah, that's on iTunes. Yeah. iTunes. So just go subscribe to us. Tell us what you like. I want to see a dislike button every once in a while too, just so I feel like I'm doing something right. All right. So from the coach to the vet, it's time to stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Oh.